Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Black Girls Texting. It's me, Shade. Yes, I don't have a mic. I don't have headphones. I apologize. Um, I'm here with Charles Pinky and Glennies. Hey, doll. Hey, ladies. Hello. We're all back together. We haven't recorded all three together in a minute. Oh, really? No? Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Because we banked a bunch of episodes before we were traveling. Yeah, so here we are. Lots to catch up on. Oh, yes. So, so much, much to catch up on. So um, Yeah. On red or reply. Should we just hop right into it? Who wants to get us started with the on red or reply? I'm going to go because I have a lot of passionate things. To say. Okay. First, I'm going to leave on red that I miss Bad Bunny at Yankee Stadium. I'm actually <laughs> like very, very, very sad about that. And the bride at this wedding that I was at, which is why I didn't see Bad Bunny, was like, thank you so much for coming. Like, I know Bad Bunny is in New York and you came to my wedding. Like, she understands. Understood, yeah. So oh. um, but it looks like such that shit a- looks crazy. So it looks I'm, sick. Re- I'm hoping I can see him elsewhere. So like not all hope is lost, but um he's yeah. performing in Mexico City. Yes, I'm gonna try and see him there. Um it's sold out, but I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. Um I'm also leaving psychotic micromanagey bosses mm. because I just had some experiences lately that I just like I've said this a few times, but you know when people say I'm not the one, like or the two I, or the two or the two or the I'm I'm not. I'm really, really not. Like <laughs> I work so hard to not be a psychopath. I like sit with myself and try to <laughs> calm and like, you know, level headed <laughs> and not be like evil and mean when people try me. But like she has me wanting to pull out all the evil you've been buried down. Like all you work hard. <laughs> all of it. And I'm like, girl. So Maybe we could do more of this on the Patreon because, you know, I'm I'm still employed. But um, mm-hmm. basically, some shit tried to get pulled and it was like, oh, well, HR said it a lot. And please know, good and well, I went to HR and they said that is not the case. So mm, now I have period. to. Re- so now you need to explain to me whose policy is it? Because it ain't HR's. So is it yours? Did you make this up? And now we just making up rules? Mm. I'll make up a rule. Mm. Like what? Like what are we doing? And I'm sorry. I, and I've, I, I was saying this to myself and honestly, like this is, this shouldn't even apply. I was like, you know, when I was younger, maybe my bosses could pull some shit like that, mm-hmm. but like no one should be doing shit. Like th- this is not like, uh, I'm not in your sorority. You're not hazing me. I'm not a child. You're not my parent. You pay me. So if you don't trust me and you want to sit here and watch everything I do, then don't hire me. And how about don't give me equity, you dumbass. You don't give me <laughs> equity in your company, but you don't trust that I'm going to get the work done. Mm. How? So that's on red. It's just like the math is not mathing. 
I will reply to seeing my friend's lovely uh, matrimony. It was a just a beautiful wedding. This was actually, I was her boss, which is really funny. Um, but we became really good friends. And I've gotten to know her now husband, just, you know, over time, just a great guy. And I don't know. She's just such a gem. She was so happy. She kept, she was so drunk. She kept being like, I'm so happy you're here. And it was super cute. Um, I learned today, she did a whole recap, like all her vendors, everyone she worked with was black or Latino. Period. And her family was beautiful and his family was beautiful. And it was just a black ass, Spanish ass wedding. It looked fun. Yeah. It it looked like a fun wedding. Mm -hmm. It was really, it was really, really fun. Um, and it was nice to come back out to the Bay. I may or may not have just had a task rabbit deliver lunch from San Francisco so that I could have this banh mi sandwich that I love so much. <laughs> the task rabbit came to the door like, here. <laughs> a task rabbit? Or a, you got yes. ta- like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> because, they, yeah, they don't deliver. Because they don't deliver to Oakland. Yo, you're wild. That is, like- um, that is some... Um, rich people shit yeah <laughs> let me just it's hire task rabbit to find some lunch number one it was my friend's rich. idea it was my friend's idea and i was like wow that is so smart i was like you could rule the world one two like yes yes i want the sandwich that bad so we're doing it <laughs> well can i just respond to one of your reds yes okay because it's our solo episode so you know we can do that um but <laughs> when you were talking about uh micromanaging bosses there's this thing called like quiet managing now where like you trust your people whatever but there's also something called quiet quitting yes oh yes if you don't know quiet quitting is the new job trend causing many to rethink their current work-life balance so basically um it is led by millennials and some members of gen z and it's when you it's like an extension of the great res- resignation, but it's like you just do your job. You don't go above and beyond. You take your PTO when you want to take it. You like just do your job to get paid and that's it. And live your life. Clock out and you're done. But yeah. I'm here for it. I respect it. I respect- but how weird is that, that that's even like a thing? That's what you should do. Work is done. Leave me the fuck alone. Well, yeah. you've been sold this. You have to go above and beyond. And that's how you excel. And da-da-da-da. that's the only way to get promoted. Right. And that's what are we doing it all for? Like some, I, I get it wanting the promotion to get the extra money, but they've also sold us this thing where it's like, we owe something to this company or this company is our identity. Our job is our identity. Climbing is tied to like, I don't know, our worth and all this shit. We're a family. We're a team. Because these niggas will fire you. You will get laid off. uh, And you've been busting your ass for them forever. Right. So, no. Yeah. You all should watch this show called Severance. Um, It's on Apple TV. Uh, It's I watched it. I think people should watch it. I thought it was really good. Um, But the whole concept of the show, without giving too much away, is you can separate your work life from your home life. So you go into work and you have those memories there and then you leave work and you have those memories there and the two aren't connected at all. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. I, again, this is a solo. I don't know who was 
if we had a idea for where this would go, but working all weekend, like usually at work, I go by like a nickname, like I, like people at work don't know me by Sade. And I was like, that was a big part of me, like separating those two mm-hmm. identities and those two experiences Mostly because if you was some weirdo and he was trying to like pull up on me in the street, like, hey, Remy, I'd be like, nope, you're an op. I don't know. You don't, <laughs> know me. You don't even really know my name. But it also was just like, this is my work persona. And like, this is my outside of work persona and compartmentalizing and separating and completely like changing those experiences and how I interact with people. And I had this whole realization like, wow, like. I'm looking at new opportunities and in both I presented myself with like my middle name, the name that I go by. And also just like this sense of like authenticity and self where I'm like, I want to bring my full self because I actually give a fuck about this company and Mm -hmm. like what could come if I do end up getting employed and working with you all opposed to like, I hate all you white people. And my name is Remy. (laughs) Because you can't say Osher at me. <laughs> ah, you know what's interesting though? I was there was a TikTok where this woman was talking about like code switching, and she was like, "Black and brown people, and maybe people at large, like, because there's a way that we all can like code switch to be to just be our like professional selves, quote unquote." But she said it's also called like masking, and that that mm. could be like really detrimental. Like it's like a thing you could talk to your therapist about because you start mm. to lose sense of your own identity when you get into the office and you just like sort of shut down separate. ways yeah you, you severance yeah. it's like severance it could like kind of fuck your shit up so yeah. that is why like i you know y'all know this this white lady that is always telling me all of her business i just be like mm, oh mm. like i can't even just uh, yeah. like feed in and just be like oh wow like can't even do it and i'm like how are you not picking up on the fact that i'm not listening to right. you or don't want a, a real a relationship Not outside of a professional it. one. And yeah. like, yeah, that's the thing. Like even on like social media, I'm always like, mm, I don't really want to add anyone. Like that's not really my jam. No. Um, but no, it is also interesting that you were able to develop like a real relationship with someone you worked with. And I've had those experiences too, mm-hmm. where like you actually make a friend at work, which is always nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a balance. It really is. Uh, if for and again, I don't want to take up so much time, but this has been like such a part of my life these past few weeks. Like all of you listening, if you're like, I'm lost, I don't know what's happening, I'm so confused, like that's okay. Like really just lean into what feels good and like where you feel aligned and like where your purpose is. And like, don't just feel like you have to be on this hamster wheel. Like if you need to take a break, obviously figure out your numbers and dollars and finances, but take that break and like reset because these jobs cannot run you into the ground. They cannot alter your mental health. They cannot have like all this fucking Sunday scaries and anxiety, like all of that that shit. Like, I hope that everyone can be in a position where they're just like, if not happy, there's some sense of peace. Like you won't always love what you're doing. There's going to be aspects of work that you don't love, but like these corporations can't be sucking our souls out of us. Like this has got to stop. Yeah. Not okay. And now a word from our sponsors. 
Hey group chat, it's Shade, and I am so excited that the summertime is in full swing and there's nothing better than a refreshing drink to cool down. Gold Peak Real Brewed Tea is here to unleash your sense of try, to ignite new passions and rekindle old ones. So try a Gold Peak and then try something else because this taste is worth the try. So try Gold Peak and tell them that Black Girls Texting sent you. Enjoy your summer, guys. Hey, BGT listeners, it's your girl, Chelsea Pinky. You don't need a summer getaway to transport yourself. Book yourself a smooth escape with the wax experts at European Wax Center. Smooth season has arrived. Your skin deserves the best. Stay confident all summer long with a smooth escape. Recharge, reconnect, and experience a new state of smooth. European Wax Center are the experts in waxing for everyone. At European Wax Center, you get the best by the best. Their certified wax specialists are expertly trained in prepping, protecting, and pampering your skin. The secret is their signature comfort wax. It's an exclusive blend of skin-soothing ingredients that lets them remove hair easily for a virtually pain-free experience. Book your smooth escape with the experts at European Wax Center. Make a reservation today. Your first wax is free. And now we are back with more Black Girls Texting. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. Yeah, it's actually really funny that you started talking about that because I don't think I ever explicitly said it on the show, but I was laid off um, June 30th. Uh, 10% of my company was cut. Was my specific experience or reasoning different? Possibly. And we could talk about that on the Patreon. Mm. Um, I was one of two black people cut from my team. Um, But anyways, so yes. And it was super stressful, obviously, to just for that to happen out of nowhere. And on a personal note, I've never been laid off or fired. So that was my first time experiencing that. Um, And I was shocked. And I just started thinking about wow, what if I had kids? What if I was like the sole provider in my household? And like, it was just all up to me. Like, what how, what would that have felt like? And um, just the fact that a job can do that to someone, like someone who's invested time and energy and, you know, a lot, and they can just drop you. So that's the reality. Uh, but update, I did get an offer in less than two months, Period. Um, an offer that is way better than the one that I got let go from. So God works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited, but I am also having that like an anxious feeling of like, okay, now it's back to work. Like it's mm-hmm. back to a job, you know, having, it was different. Yeah, yeah, wait, did you gain any, yeah, what perspectives did you gain being off? Oh, yeah. that this is how life should be lived. Mm-hmm. Like, but you got to remember, I, I was let go, so I got severance pay. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'd never really felt the feeling of, like, running out of money, mm-hmm. right? if just being frank about it. So I think that might have been a different experience. But I was obviously disciplined. I always applied. I was always interviewing, whatever, always made time to do that. But I also like sat by the pool. 
I also cooked a meal for lunch, like a, a meal that I wanted. I met a friend for a drink, like in the middle of the day, like I did some errands, like return, you know, like just, I did what I wanted to fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, watched old movies that were in my like syllabus um, from my acting class. I watched shows that I enjoyed. I read plays. Like I did what I wanted to fucking do. Um, And two weeks, this was also really just a blessing in disguise. My partner also had two weeks off. So we were both off and like got to spend that time together. So yeah, it was really great. I had this wild conversation with a friend of mine and basically he was like, it's human nature to want to work and like be productive. And I was like, I don't agree with that. I was like, maybe to contribute what to you want in some way, do what you want. But like, I don't think at least for me, it's not like in my nature to like, feel like I need to get up and be like, <sighs> like doing the most. And he was like, Oh, I feel like you get so bored and like, there would be no structure. And I'm like, no, I think there'd be lots of things I could fill my time with. And he was like, well, maybe I just have more of that like immigrant mentality that you always have to be working. And I said, babe, that's, that's that some colonizer shit. Yeah. Like, what? It's, 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 it's also what he's missing is it's the choice, right? Right. So yeah, there were w- mornings when I woke up at like 6am and I was like, I want to clean my house today, but like, yep. I wanted to do it. And I had all day long to do it and play my music and like do productive things that I wanted to do. But like if the next day I wanted to just like lay in bed and stretch till 1 1 p.m., I could do that. Yeah. And there's like the the to me knee jerk reaction to always feel like you have to be doing something is definitely like inherited if like our our ancestors could not rest i literally was yelling at him being like there's a whole movement about napping for black people rest like you don't understand this shit like i was like yeah a lot of immigrant people or like just people who have just been in this hustle mentality on this hustle hustle hamster wheel like can't even fathom not doing something and just sitting down but like everyone needs to sit the fuck down yeah i feel like that's how my mom is she's like busy body (laughs) she's like retired and still going and then there's like that feeling of like guilt or that you're being lazy when you're not working like I have to battle that all the time and even in this moment this man is texting me from my job asking me to do something I'm like it's 7 p.m it's 7 p.m and he's on the west coast and he'd be up for meetings that be on the east coast he messages at midnight he messages at 6 p 6 a.m he's like 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 he wants to get promoted doing a lot he has to do the most or I, I don't know. He's like, that's, that's just how I moved. Da, 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 da. We got to get Getting things bored? done. Getting bored. I don't care. Okay, I'm like, it's not Well, don't that you notice deep. that? Don't you notice that? Like, like I'd say one of the worst managers I've ever had was a woman. I hope people don't twist my words, but I'm just describing her. She was a 42 year old woman with no husband and no children. And her only interest and passion was the job. I think that's real. And then maybe the question is, how did that ha- all happen? I think some people look up and they've been just like working for their career. So forever. You know, like, Slash, I'm, like I'm not bad for not wanting to spend some time with my family. No, not at all. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, if that's your passion, like go crazy. But that doesn't mean that that needs to be applicable to everybody. Everyone. Else. 
It's the choice. Yeah. We and you need to, st- and, and you know what? Fuck that. As a manager, I don't give a fuck if you have nothing else to do. Like, bitch, go get a hobby because you <laughs> can't be, you need to set the standard for your team. So if you're always doing the most, like, no, no, get a ceramics class, <laughs> get a reformer, figure it out. Get a paintbrush, go to right. Michael's, start right. a craft. Home goods. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. So, oh, go ahead, Chelsea. So that, so that was getting laid off and whatever. And this is solo, okay, Glenn? I guess, are you leaving You're, this on red at the short? Well, I don't know. But I also wanted to talk <laughs> just to just to, to our listeners. This is also, okay, the first one was a red or reply. It was like a slash, like red slash reply. Okay. And this one is also red slash reply. Got okay. Yeah. I, you know, I like to understand where we are. <laughs> I feel I, like I was a little bit like, ah. Now I feel grounded again. Thank you. Okay. Anytime. <laughs> I know that's what you needed. So I provide. <laughs> um, the other thing is Biden's debt relief. Oy. So we've been talking a lot about this and I do think it is helpful because maybe people like know a little bit about something, but they don't totally know about it. So I just wanted to share information about the, about the plan. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. So basically, no, I'm kidding. No, it's from (laughs) the New York Times, (laughs) the New York Times, Um, which honestly, we all know from college that you're supposed to have multiple sources, but I don't have all that time to do a research paper. But this is what I did get. It will be affecting 40 million people, around 40 million Americans and around 20 million of those Americans, so about half of them, will have their debt wiped out completely. Um, so basically, the plan is $10,000 in debt relief if you make less than $125,000 or your household makes less than $250,000, um, which I feel like a lot of people don't have. Um, the Pell Grant recipients are specifically are eligible for up to 20k so double um pell grant recipients are about 60 percent of all borrowers so that's about 27 million americans who are getting twenty thousand dollars of debt wiped away um also something to note most pell grant recipients are black or first generation college students about 70 percent of them um, so this is this will be considered part of Biden's racial equity agenda. Mm. Um, mm. You got to start paying again. You got to start paying your loans again January 1st. So if you guys didn't know, January 1st, get back on those payments. It says the payments have and the payments have been paused since paused and extended over and over again since March 2020. So the pandemic Um so basically them saying that you have to start January 1st is them telling you, like, get your budget in line because payments are going to start again. Um, we're not extending this again. So, like, don't think we are. Um, and also there's another part of this is there's a new income payment plan, which would cap monthly payment at 5% of discretionary income. And right now, the most generous of plans have it at 10%. So it's being cut in half. Um, another major change is that you make your, if you make your monthly payments, the government will pay your interest for you. So as long as you Mm. make payments monthly, 
your debt won't continue to grow because that's one of the hard things about debt is handling the interest. It just like is like a hamster wheel. So they're handling that as long as you make your payments. Um, under the existing plan, after 20 years of paying the balance is wiped out and the current plan cuts that in half. So the balance can be wiped out as soon as 10 years for folks who have $12,000 or less. So that number got cut in half. Um, and the plan is not only for like current debt holders, but it's also for future borrowers. So this is something that they're trying to do to, I guess, help our society as a whole. Um, as I said earlier, for millions of Americans, this kind of plan is life-changing. That's what they're claiming. Um, and of course, Republicans are hating on this because <laughs> taxpayers are going to be paying for this, obviously. Um, even They're saying even taxpayers who didn't go to college, like, why do they have to pay for this? The estimated cost of this sort of relief is $500 billion. Um, economists are also a little worried about inflation. So people won't be spending this money on their loans, but instead we'll be putting that money back into the market, which will affect the market. Um, and then some people are just concerned about like general fairness. They're like, well, I work so hard to pay my student loans. Why is this generation getting a handout? Quote unquote. Um, and of course I'm not slow or none of us are slow. We know these are politicians. So they're doing this like right ahead of a, um, a midterm election. Mm-hmm. Um, they're obviously trying to, to get attract certain voters who this might be a major issue for. And actually 60% of Americans do actually support some sort of college debt relief. So oh, that's high. Yeah. So we don't think even if a Republican does win that they would reverse it. So mm-hmm. For the most part, there's parts of it that they can pull and play with. But for the most part, it's pretty safe. Um, And of course, the plan does not change or address anything about the real issue about, you know, college just being too fucking expensive. Yes. Um, But from what I read and listened to, because I had I did listen to something as well. um, Biden wouldn't necessarily be the person to fix that. That would be Congress. Congress would need to spend or approve spending on things like public education. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to like walk through that because on social media, I'm seeing like, fuck Biden, fuck Biden. And I'm not a fucking Biden cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I just am afraid that like it will go the wrong way to Trump numero dos. Mm. So just wanted to share what the actual plan is. Is it everything that we wished and hoped which is that you don't have to pay it and school gets cheap and blah, blah, blah. No, but that's what the plan is. So yeah. yeah. That's my red slash reply. Thank you for that. Uh, that, was good. that was great. And, yeah, of course. and, and I know we've, we've talked a lot about this in the, in the podcast and I definitely want to continue to hold Biden and the democratic party's feet to the fire, but the full plan definitely addresses a lot. Um, especially I was reading that like in terms of long-term, cause a lot of people are saying, well, what about the kids who are about to like start school this year? Like the, um, reducing the, when you would have to, you wouldn't have to pay back from like 20 years to 10 years can really help students who are going to school in the future. Um, learning more about like the Pell grants, yada, yada, yada. Overall, it's something, it's not nothing, 
Um, but I still think more can be done. And I hope this pushes things in the right direction. Um, what I will say for everyone who is like, this generation is so spoiled and I took care of my this and that and da, 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 da. number one, when you went to school, it was like 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> number two, as an American society, you pay for a lot of things that don't benefit Period. I'm sorry. Some roads, we pay for roads. Y'all niggas don't even have cars. Some Did you see the tweet? And it's potholes all over the place. <laughs> Did you see the tweet about like, don't tell me that you're paying for shit that you didn't do when American Negroes were paying taxes for pools and parks and mm. schools that they couldn't go to? Like that part, that fucking part. Like, it, it, and to your it, point about, go ahead, Shadi. Sorry. No, I'm just going to say it's, it's funny when like people are all like, we're American like, as a society, you know, we, we sacrifice for each other and da, 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 da. Like, then fine. I don't need to go to war and die for you. How about that? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that is the whole point of society that some people benefit from things that other people don't. And if you paid your student loans back, actually, I did read somewhere that you can request like a, oh, a, refund. Like a refund. Yeah. Oh, also, also, also. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything, but I was seeing that that exactly what you said is a part of the reason why some people need to be dragged down by debt or poor because like who would be in the army yeah. if everyone was like, Oh, T like T, if everyone T. was just like this billionaire, a lot of people go to the military as a way of paying for college yep. or it's a way to start a career and like yeah. make something of themselves in this country. So yeah, it all makes sense. Yeah. I hear you just on like, just our responsibilities as members of society. Like when we invest in people's education, it's supposed to, that benefits us. When people right. Right. And they're right. We have an educated society, less crime, um, all of the above. Yeah. Doctors, lawyers, artists. They don't want nobody to go to school. Sure. They want us to have all these babies. Right. Yeah. Like, what are y'all trying to do? What are you trying to do? What, and what? then they don't want to provide any aid for when the babies come. And then they're confused when people are robbing and stealing because there's no <laughs> other way. What are y'all trying to do? And furthermore, somebody said something like, nobody <laughs> told you to go to that fancy Ivy League school and rack up all that debt. Did nobody tell me that? Or did y'all tell me that in order, if I went to that school, then I'm valid and I'm going to end up making more money right. later on so if true. I do that. So like all of that shit needs to be fucking unpacked, unrooted. Like, come on, y'all. That shit is very annoying. And everybody at the end of the day, we deserve a right to education. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And for that. the people who are saying like, oh, millennials, like Gen Z, all you do is complain, blah, blah, blah. What I will say is, Seeing how invested young people are about their future and like the government and like pushing their elected officials, that is not a bad thing. Like you need people to push. Some might be in a dream world. (laughs) Some might be visionary and maybe they fucking have the right idea and one day we'll get there. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I am very curious. I mean, like, I am not, I'm not interested in Biden having another term, but I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But um, yeah, they definitely are. The Republicans are are trying to really lay it on thick and get their 
Trump back or Trump number two, fucking DeSantis dumbass or something. So let's see. Let's see. About to start getting real interesting. Glenny. Yeah. So I'm going to leave on red. Well, it's kind of on red reply. Um, but the untold documentary series on Netflix is really amazing. And I've been watching all of this like sports documentary shit, which is like wow. Oh, you watched all of them? I've watched two. I watched okay. the Manti Teo and then I watched the and one one, which was so fascinating. Fascinating. Do y'all remember and one? Like the brands yeah. and one. So I didn't really know this the origin story, but it was founded by like three Harvard Business School grads, white men. They were trying yeah. to come out with a clothing line. And then the I was talking to our friend Paz about this and she's like, Yeah, I remember that moment. I forgot maybe Stefan Marbury or something wore the sneakers that they were trying to design on like a very important game and this nigga broke his ankle so that fucked up their whole brand obviously so then they were trying to figure out how to redefine their brand somebody had a tape in their office of like a street ball game at the rucker and they were like this is fascinating we should go there and put our clothes on these black men and have them play ball and then it and then of course it turned into a whole fucking thing they take it around the country all this shit it brings all this like validity to their brand and they get all these like black boys that live in the inner cities who are like amazing basketball players, but would never be on the, an, an NBA team. And they play like a little bit more nasty. They have like mm-hmm. a little bit more finesse and flair become like, like basketball stars in their own right. They're playing games all over the country. But of course, one, how, of course, these black people made their brand valid, added flavor and sasson to the shit apparently a guy on the uh, one of the guys that was playing in, um like out at the rucker was like yo we should start recording these turn it into a mixtape put music with it and the people were snatching up those like that's like only some inventiveness of somebody that is of the culture and knows it because remember the mixtape era as it is they were playing that at like uh you know uh the barbershop and all over the place people were like running to see this so one there's a whole bunch of shit about how these men were not getting paid fairly. Right. And once like they, at the paid? end, of, right. And once at the end of the day, when they ended up liquidating and selling or whatever, they just fired all of them and they had nothing. And then there's a story wow. of this white man who they, white boy that they picked up like somewhere, Ohio or someplace like that, who ended up joining the team. And it was so interesting, but not surprising to me how they were like, we was all hyped because like this white boy was playing ball. And this man is like, I instantly took him under my wing. I started calling him my godson, all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, look at how like the white man then becomes like the a token in this space that black people made. As and then he was getting paid. Yes, because we're welcoming precisely. And then he was getting paid. Well, he was like, I never had any problem with my deal. I think we were playing oh. really fairly. And it was just the same old story. Same old story. Wait, so is Untold... I feel like I keep seeing that. Is it just a series of sports documentaries? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch that. It's because fascinating. Chris, I, you know I watch sports stuff all the time. Exactly. Like you, so I have some recommendations. You should watch Point Guards. It's Point all about Gods. point guards in New York City. Um, and that. it goes into the different stories. Like there was a there were like a few players or maybe he was the only one, a Rucker Park player that actually went to the NBA. Mm. Wow. 
I'm big on my documentary shit these days. It's like all I want to watch. I think they're yeah. like so interesting. Um, watch about the Lakers. It's fascinating. Yes. And watch Winning Time. Yeah, I want to watch Winning Time. Yes, 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 yes. But can we get to my boy, Teo? Anti Teo. Whoa. No, I didn't see it. All I want to say is that <laughs> episode. shit had me on the edge of my motherfucking face. I was like, I think it was so well told though, it was, and like balanced because they yeah. had the the catfish there, and I don't know. There was like a lot of grace throughout the whole thing. Um, Are y'all ruining it? No, no. We'll leave it at that. But we'll check it out. Thanks. I recommend. But yeah, great story. Amazing, so well told. Um, and I and, met like two Samoans randomly oh, at the wedding, and I've been like, can we talk about this? <laughs> I bet they were like, yo, it was like a huge deal. Yeah, and yeah. I don't remember that happening either. I don't remember. Me either. I was like, I was smacked. And it was not that long ago. Yeah, but I don't recall. Okay, documentary Glenn. Yes, and then I'm gonna reply to um the Nomadness Festival, which is coming up in Newark, New Jersey, the weekend of. Sorry, mm. why did I? Forget it. Because I'm I'm moderating, but I know the day I'm speaking. So it's the weekend of uh November 9th through eleventh. Um, it's this amazing, so it's sponsored by this, it was put on by this collective of black and brown travelers called Nomadness. They host trips, several trips a year, and it's a community um online where you can get like travel tips and connect with people all over the world, get resources for when you're traveling or if you're relocating or an expat. In different places. And this festival is a, is a space for everybody to come together and fellowship and also learn. So I'm hosting a panel on the 10th. Um, it's called like, it's all about how to get to the bag while traveling. So I'll have okay. like several people on the panel who have made a career and a living for themselves as travelers. So if you're interested in attending, you can still get tickets. The website is nomadnessfest.com. And I do have a discount code Glenn, G-L-Y-N-N, 25. I would love to see some of y'all there. It's going to be great. Love that. All right. Wait, how much are the tickets? Do you know? Um, there's several tiers of tickets. I'm going to tell y'all right now what the cost is. Um, there, So you can do um, $57 for general entry. And then a hundred for VIP entry, which comes with like a special gift box and opportunities to network with different people. Cause there also will be like um, travel um, partners there. So like, if you are interested in getting your trip sponsored by different cities, they'll be there. You'll get to, you can pitch them and tell them, you know, why you want to go to the place. Hmm. They can bring you out on press trips, things like that. Damn. We don't make that much money from the podcast yet, but we should probably sponsor a ticket. Yes, actually, that is a great point. I think I can get some giveaway. I think I have some complimentary tickets. So yes, that is true. So please look out on our Instagram. We'll do a giveaway. Yeah, Yeah. love that. Chelsea, lady of the people. Mm -hmm. You know, just call me Joe Biden. Just Ah! (laughs) I'm fucking done. Um, Hotline bling. You got one shot, right? Oh, tell me about your hotline bling in Grenada with your with Sarah. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is Sarah? Yo, I'm crying. Um, my hotline is currently 
blinging between Bank of America and the mortgage company that I'm trying to work with. And today on the phone with Bank of America, the woman literally asked me, like, I don't understand why you need to provide da 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 Like, it seems like we've given you everything. And I said, frankly, because I think my underwriter is racist, like, or, or must know or something, because this is That's so real. Like, I've just been trying to get this stuff done with refinancing on my home. And like, I'm like, I know it's a lot. People say it's a lot, but like the, th- like the things these people are pulling out of nowhere are so wild. They're like, the underwriter said that you opened up another account. No, I didn't. Wait, I- so is the underwriter the person on the bank side? The underwriter is like a separate person that basically finally approves the loan to make sure that the mortgage company isn't making like a bad decision in giving me the loan. Um, and, you know, I could be like a risky person. I know how fucking wild, but I kid you not. I've been on the phone with these people so many times. I've literally gotten bank of America and the mortgage company on three way, which is crazy. Mm. And my loan processor is like, are y'all trying to get paid out or what? Or what? So old. I don't know why this is so hard. And then Bank of America is like beefing with her. Like it's, it's so insane. And I just want this process to be over. But like, I don't understand why they make it so hard. Like, yes, like that you have to do your vetting and your due diligence so that you're just like not out of money. But it is just, this is the wildest, wildest, wildest experience that I've ever had. The paperwork, the amount of things you need to prove and show. It's just, it's insane. It's insane. I mean, it it probably is racism. They're like, oh, she's black. She's not going to pay us. Right. Who's Osaremi Param? <laughs> like, what the fuck is she up to? Well, y'all saw that thing. Um, there was like a family that was trying yes. to sell their house and they got it appraised with them there and they were appraised for like hundreds of thousand dollars less. And then when they had a white person pose as the homeowner, hundreds of thousand dollars more. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they sued. Period. No, that's, that's definitely, that's, I mean, for sure. It... So y'all out there. Maybe you have a suit. Girl, I don't know if I got no suit now, but maybe. Do you, do you know that even with your credit, at least this is what this person on social media, Credit Ninja, says said once in like a live. It was about um, even like your address. So if it's like in a certain area, all of that affects how they look at you. Mm. 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 Not surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is probably the second scam after insurance. Credits. Yes. Yes. Mm. It's so wild. But yeah, that's what my hotline is bringing. And I just want to. I know it's I, stressful. We're praying for you. I want to renovate, y'all. I said, <laughs> get a bitch, get some new tiles in the bathroom. Like, right. Shit. She's trying to, you know, create her oasis. Right. right. I'm a black, a black woman. Right. And y'all over here talking about, oh, you know, the American dream. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. chat. Let's hop into the group chat. If there's some more updates you want to give to the people. I mean, I, that was my big update, really. Well, we haven't <laughs> talked about Shadi's birthday trip and Shadi oh, yes. turned 30. Shadi turned 30. You guys went to Grenada. Trip and turning 30. I mean, well, I heard Glenn's perspective. I didn't hear yours. When y'all talked about it. All the times uh, so you the weren't tr- available for our episode <laughs> recordings. Okay, one time. That was literally one time, and I fucked up my scheduling. Um, no, my birthday was great. 
I've been super like introspective, like, wow, you know, we put all of this onto like 30 and like, what does it all even mean? And like, blah, 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 blah. But um, overall, I had a great time. It was great to see like my um, friends and family when I had like stuff in New York and then like go back to Grenada and bring everyone. Now, what I will say is I am not planning a group trip with you Negroes never again. So Chelsea, I'm sorry you didn't make it to this one because this is the last. I'm a great group trip attendee. Uh, As you've seen all the group trips I've been on, I am a good attendee. You know, let's just say there's a lot of, there's a lot of drama, a lot of things. It's been a lot of money. A lot of money was spent. Um, Well, girl, you knew a lot of money was going to be spent. No. No, 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 no. A lot of unexpected costs that oh. could have been avoided were <laughs> spent. Um, so, you know, that's just, that's that. I can't really say much because, you know, I might be banned from Airbnb. So um, <laughs> I can't really go into detail. Maybe I can talk more about it on the Patreon. But um, no, it was a good time. Um it was one of those trips, though, that you, like, you need a vacation, like, after the trip. Like, yeah, I would agree. I came home, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, like. Because you, you're, it's an exhausting trip. Like, yeah. you're up all the time, and you're walking and moving, and you're hot, and you're sore. Yeah, I was like, I, well, I came back. My body was fire. I was like, damn. It's going to work out the whole trip. And if you guys didn't know, listeners, we went to Grenada for Carnival for Shadi's birthday. So it's like we did the whole thing with the feathers and spice masks. masks. We felt like Carnival Queens. We did Juve, which is like the whole. Oh, we've talked about this. Yeah, we did Jab Jab. We talked about this on a Patreon, but like the practice of like covering yourselves in motor oil and just being in the streets from sun from like 2 a.m. to 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. People were gonna be crazy when I was leaving at like nine. They were like, You done? I was like, right. Yes, I am done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just gonna say because I went to Mexico City and when we came back, we sat by the pool and I was like, Oh, it feels like we're still on vacation. And I was just gonna mention that that's the great thing about Los Angeles. Oh, here she goes. Mm, still on vacation. <laughs> I mean, I will say that. <laughs> you know, I was very exhausted after the trip. Ah, yes. Sorry. Well, I came back and I immediately just like went out, which was kind of crazy. But <laughs> I just like couldn't help myself. And I, yo, this summer has been fire. This has probably been one of the best summers of my life. It's been so lit. Like, oh my god. And with Renaissance as the soundtrack to my summer, it has only made it better. Bitch, I've been in these streets like just, oh my God, I went to this poppy juice party this weekend. And for those that don't know, poppy juice is like this big, amazing queer dance party. I've never been to a poppy juice before. Oh my God. And we know one of the people that is like throws the party. And I remember when they first started doing them, this shit budget, like 10 different rooms, like just vibes. The music was insane. There's a DJ named Mike Q, I believe, who, who produced um, um, what song? I want to say part, did had some some did something with um, Alien Superstar. Don't misquote me, but he was DJing like, like a lot. I know I shouldn't say that, but he was he was <laughs> playing a lot of the like tracks that 
Beyonce sampled on the album, like the original, like ballroom music. Miss Honey. Yes, yes, yes. And everybody was in there with their flat, with their fans, like clacking their fans. And we just danced until like four or five o'clock in the morning. Beyonce knew what she was doing. You know, she sold fans. She had fans in her kit? Yes. Oh, she wow. knew because there's like a part in the song where it's like perfect for you to. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, that's, that's, that's on heated. I love she it. She goes on tour. She might be like, I'm tired. I, I hope she will because if she does, I'm there. I'm there. I haven't been so excited about something in so long, and I've been listening to it ever since wow. and it came out in like June, I guess. Okay, did you like it, it immediately or immediately. did it grow on you? immediately my friend was playing it and i was like wait what is this like one song got me imi- immediately plastic off a sofa and then yeah. me and my friend sat and watched because she has like a visual not it's like a lyric video thing to the album it's just like a bunch of flashing lights and shit with the words popping all over the place but it's still a moment and <sighs> it's amazing i started going to this um like crazy training place and bed is called vibes black owned mad fucking fun you do these like you do it's fu- it's so much fun my trainer teaches there so i went there for a class and we listened to the beyonce album from top to bottom while i'm like boxing and doing deadlifts and lifting and doing suicides and it was so much fun well, it was so much fun wow. you know <laughs> my bitch is flourishing in this time it's just it's a good time it is a good time knock on wood i'm knocking on wood and it's crazy because i'm telling my I was telling my therapist, I'm like, my things are really good. I feel like the other shoe is going to drop. I'm like freaking out. And she's like, that's your anxiety talking. Because the anxiety worries about the future. Is that also a Sagittarius thing? I don't know. Is your partner like that? He says you can't get too high or too low. Oh, I love that, though. That's valid. (laughs) That makes sense, though. I like that. Yeah. Why not get high? I like to, like, when I'm feeling really fucking happy, I like to sit in it. Totally. But there's like, you know, there's, it's not always going to be the high and it's not always going to be the low. So yeah. like, high, not too low. It's a nice, even keel. Mm-hmm. See, I like my highs and my lows. I just ignore. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let's call up Sarah call her back. Right. Back. Ready to get her back on <laughs> the man or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is hilarious yeah well i will give another update in that like i cannot even begin to tell y'all how awful the past few weeks have been that i've just like gone into if y'all don't know i'm a witch um and i have a prayer room and i've gone all into my like prayer room with my deities and i just be like understand that i need challenges in life but this is getting ridiculous <laughs> start like getting angry and screaming and crying and I cry before work and then I put on my sunglasses and I get on the train and I just be angry oh. and then I go to work and I go to a little room and I just cry and then I come back and I'm like fuck this shit so yeah that shit was not fun but now I can laugh about it and it's so brighter to- days have come brighter days have come uh, okay obviously. good like, I don't think you're, well, actually some people are, but like, I was like, I don't think for me, at least my personality is not like necessarily, I don't say stagnant in an emotion, um, which who knows whether that's good or bad, <laughs> but I was just like, I've never been this fucking miserable and annoyed and just exhausted of emotions and feelings in a long time, maybe like ever. And mm-hmm. I was like, this 
shit is not the wave, but you know, whatever, kill you, make you stronger, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I really don't think that any of that is necessary. I really feel like that is some shenanigans that people just tell themselves to feel better. But it's like the Christian church, I thought you were going to say that. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> the no. book of Job. No, <laughs> he suffers. I'm like, I don't, I don't <laughs> need this to be a better person. I don't think. You know, there's a whole story in the Bible about that. You know, the book of Job. I do not. No, girl. I figured, does that where it wasn't to kill you, make you stronger come from? I would think so. Basically, and I'm paraphrasing. So if you're a Bible thumping person. I'm about to say, girl, don't have us get fought by the the church girls. No, I mean, I I mean, I read the the book. It was just a long time ago. Great Beyonce song. (laughs) Um, But it's, I'm not going to say all the details, but basically he's like suffering and keep suffering and keep suffering and keep suffering. Like all this bad shit keeps happening to him. And it's like testing his faith. And then in the end, it's like you had faith. Wait, is that is there a story about a man oh. with a rock that he keeps having to roll up the hill? Is that maybe not? Might be. There's a story. I don't think that's biblical. Yeah, there's a story about there's a story about a rock that keeps falling down and heavy load and blah. Yeah, yeah. But Job Job gets put through it. I think the man got like leprosy at one point and all kind of shit. Not leprosy. Man got leprosy. <laughs> They put him but, through it. But you know what? Bad. I think there is something to um, the importance of faith, no matter what your faith may lie in, whether it's like aligned to a religion or aligned to like just a higher power or just something you feel that things things will turn around because if you don't have that, like you'll just probably... Jump off interesting decisions. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, let me not make yeah, light. Sorry, but no. you know, like you'll make interesting decisions. So it's definitely nice to have something that you're like, okay, like this is gonna, mm-hmm. you're gonna turn around. Mm-hmm. And definitely perspective is everything. But oh my god, I was just like, not not the underwriter being racist and my faucet breaking and <laughs> mm-hmm. a new to call Bosch for my dryer and my nigga acting like an idiot and my boss trying me all in the same week i'm like y'all want me to fight somebody <laughs> well leo season was not kind to the leos so if any what? other leos out there wait uh, what? yeah Is it was it like a thing like uh, another oh, one of my leo friends season? had a crazy leo season like mm. and i guess yeah yeah this yeah people didn't have a good time i know i know a few well i lost my job was that leo season that was p- before, but Leos specifically were struggling during their birthday season. Oh, her Chani Nichols, her Chani. She, yes, she did give a reading to the girls, and she said, "Y'all are going to do it." Damn, but yeah. you know, maybe, maybe they said, you know, let's humble these Leos. <laughs> they said it's Virgo, the Virgo groove, <laughs> right? Rude. Leos didn't get no theme, no na- <laughs> no anthem. <laughs> did, y'all, did y'all hear that story they about? Allegedly, Beyonce, Jennifer Lopez fired dancers who were Virgos. Like, <laughs> same. <laughs> she apparently wait, Glenn. Let me tell you the story. The girl from um, the girl from um, Glee was doing a podcast, and she was she's a dancer, obviously. And she was like, "Yeah, I auditioned for J Lo. It was after a full day's work, so we had been dancing and working and learning choreography all day long. And then in the end, J Lo comes and says, "Are there any Virgos?" And when people raised their hand, she was like, "Okay, you can leave." 
No way! That's savage. <laughs> I've never met a Virgo I didn't like. I know Virgos yeah. that I like. Yeah, like they're like mad cool. And I don't. Who are you cool with as a Virgo? Well, I only have one Virgo friend actually. At this point, I never met a Virgo that I didn't like, and it's one person. <laughs> I mean, I, or I feel like I probably met Virgos Dramatic. in passing, and they I, they haven't like jumped out at me. There are certain signs that jump out to me, but they've never jumped out to me. And I guess I've always just thought about Beyonce being a Virgo, and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, Beyonce is good a Virgo. sign. She's it's like, a good sign. But one of my favorite people is a Virgo, so I don't know. Um, Treviana. Oh, yeah, I did say, Trevor, you don't give me Virgo energy. But no, mm-hmm. let me stop being mean to the Virgos. Y'all are fine. Y'all are cool. So pick a name. You got a name? Give me a name. It's a young lady. Sarah. No, Jenny. Jenny. Okay. <laughs> from the <gasps> book. Okay, so this comes from Jenny. Jenny says, hey, BGT, my partner of six years is acting like a city girl, and I need your help. Dump him. So she goes on to say, my great aunt recently passed away. She was a very savvy lady who did well for herself. And after she passed, she left me a really healthy inheritance. Once I told my man about it, he started switching up. He's talking about us quitting our jobs and getting a joint account. When we go out to eat, he doesn't even try to cover the bill like he usually did or even offer to split. He just sits there and expects me to pay. He keeps asking me to buy him expensive gifts or suggesting that we buy all these new expensive things for our apartment. He's also pushing me to buy a new place for us so we're not renting anymore. It's all moving very fast. And I really feel like he's just all up in my pockets. We made a plan a few years ago, a few years into our relationship to be life partners. So we always knew we were going to build together, but this is a lot and a little scary. Do y'all think he's trying to take advantage of me or do you think he really wants the best for us? You may plan to be life partners. What does that mean? Like they were always going to be together. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they've been together for six years, which is a long time, but so where's his commitment? There's there's so many levels. Yeah, like you're just boyfriend and girlfriend. You're just boyfriend and girlfriend, right? They're not married. Yeah, they're not married. Um and like the switch up is is weird too. Like the switch up. I understand, like, oh, okay, let's think about buying a home, maybe now that we can afford one. But like can we? But right, let's think no, about no, no. Let's can afford think a home. About, if, they, right, exactly. if, if they marry, if they marry, right? I'm like, I can different. afford a home, and you can live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In it. They're not married. There's no commitment. But until um, like some paperwork. Yeah, you might actually need to like look into some legal action and sign a prenup <laughs> with this man, if, or something. I don't They're know if you can do prenups not, which when you're not married, but Pre, or prenuptials maybe, without the nuptials. Right? No, because my mom told me horror stories about someone who like moved her man in, and then the man wasn't leaving, and he was squatting, and you know New York. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. It was that on Macon Street because there's a house like that over there, and somebody um, they put their their name. They the the person died, and then the woman just got to inherit a whole new house. And the person had kids and everything. And this partner, this brand new partner. Ooh, let me not. Yeah, whatever. That's what I heard. And now it's in disrepair. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, so be careful, boo. Be careful doing all this shacking up and money stuff when, you know, things are not. Obviously, if you love this person, you want to trust them. But they're already acting a little funny. And let me tell you something. People do weird shit with money because people do it to their own family. Mm-hmm. So... I still got a house in Trinidad that I'm not about to fight people over. Right. (laughs) 
Facts. That shit gets very weird. I, his energy sounds wild. First of all, there's Is she been a conversation. Him a city girl? Yeah, she called him a city girl. Because <laughs> he's like, you're, ta- you're taking care of me now. The conversation needed to be like, first of all, I don't know how close you were with your great aunt, but if she left you something very healthy, then maybe y'all were close. So I don't even know if you're grieving, but your partner can't just, I don't know how, how much time passed, but if, especially whatever amount of time, if this partner is already talking about like, okay, so what the money looking like and somebody just died, that feels like kind of insensitive, you know, it is That's insensitive. And then, um, it needs to be like, wow. Okay. What would you like to do with this? Or, or, and also maybe don't ask them like, like, he should just be waiting to see what you are trying to do. Like, is your money at this point? I would think if you're in, at least in, in the relationship I'm in, if I came into, let's say, $50 million, I'm not going to be like, oh, nothing is going towards us or like yeah, nothing is no. going towards our future, right? Um, but like, yeah, very weird. It like, should be up to you to start the conversation, sis. Like, like so now you're paying this. for all the meals? Like, that's fucking weird. Like, yeah. that's weird to me. Like, And I sure. wonder how much money it even is. Right. Like, right. I wonder is if it's it- even that much. Right. You know, like it's something where okay, maybe like your your partner treats you, and then sometimes you split. But now he's just sitting and looking at you like, okay, you you got it. But you also think I'm going to get a home, and you also think I'm going to do all these things. Like, like what? It depends how much money it is. Because if she inherited inherited a billion dollars, damn Skippy, I'm not paying for another meal again. But I think it's more than just like the money that you have. It's also like doing something for your partner when you buy those meals and stuff like that. So I think it's kind of weird to be like, okay, well you have all the money now. So now like any level of kind of like not courting you cause they're together, but like right. doing little things for you. Like, mm, sorry, no, or yeah, like, you're just switching you up. Pay allowance to take you, you out, but you can do free things for someone. You could do free things for someone. And if someone has like $50 billion, then they pay for the things. That's right. Yeah, but, but like, a new he, could, dynamic. he could still court her. But the only reason why I'm saying outrageous numbers is because he's talking about like quitting jobs. So like right. I, maybe it's like a big amount of money. It's a big amount of money. If you just give it money away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if it's no, like I hear a you. lot it of money, I can like understand like, okay, I, I'm living paycheck to paycheck and you have, you, do you understand? No, yeah. I hear you. I just don't think it has to be. A, I don't. It doesn't sound like a conversation even happens. It sounded like a she was like, "Oh, bet." So we good now? Are we good? Ooh. Like, and it's so interesting if the dynamic was different before, and suddenly the dynamic just changes. Like, mm. like, like, are if we he building? Was the breadwinner right? Exactly. And suddenly you're just gonna stop doing shit. Like, we just have to figure out like what this dynamic is, and are we ambition if, if, gone? Right. And like, I'm I'm happy if I came as a five fifty billion dollars of the big ass fear that Chelsea is saying, I'd be happy to bring it to the collective. But we need to talk about like, okay, how like we're not just going to eat off of this money that my aunt gave me, because I, I think eventually it's going to start to feel kind of weird. Like you're as a partner, you're just like eating off this money that I came into. I don't know. I feel like it would have to be invested in something mm-hmm. collectively that business. y'all yeah, like start something together so then you can eat off of it and there it feels like there's a bit of an equilibrium. I feel like that will always be weird because <laughs> the person could always look at you and be like, this wasn't even your money, no way. You know? <laughs> like, like no, yes, it was. Generational <laughs> wealth. There has to, no, 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 no. I'm saying like, I'd be looking at my man, like even if, 
Oh, like, why are you acting so crazy? You wasn't even about to have this money anyway. Like, oh, yeah. No, but it's still not yours, nigga. And then also, imagine if he started being like, I want to become a rapper. And he's like, 45. Don't do, and she's, Don't do that to that man. And he's like, invest in my shit. Like, that could start getting crazy, too. This is not a but situation then, I envy. Well, I envy that you got a lot of money. Not envy. I that. wonder, like, what would we say if this was the other way around? The other way around. Because I've I've been really trying to do that in my head, and I've been like, mm. like, can you imagine if your if your guy came into ten billion dollars and was like, oh, you got this round of drinks, right? No, because I was never <laughs> paying for the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> or or if I was like. Listen, you good, baby. I got you for life. And then I'm just always putting my card down. Not really. But, you know, like if she made that decision, like, oh, this is what we're doing, you know, right. but I still yeah, am going to need assume. you to play it. To, and then, oh, my God, imagine if you do get a joint account and then he starts just running it up. Like, we just need to we need terms. Mm-mm. But honestly, I'm going to. Or don't quit I'm, your job. I don't know. I'm going to put some of the uh, the. The oh, responsibility yes. on you, ma'am, because why are you even letting this happen? Have a conversation with him. Yeah. And it must be not not be like that much because you seem like you're so be <laughs> not talking about what she got, but you know, she still wants <laughs> no, to be careful. Know this lady. <laughs> but um, um good luck. That's yeah, sounds best challenging. Luck. And Wanna take us out? Chucks. Yeah, well, thanks for listening. As you know, we are Black Girls Texting. Our Patreon is really popping, so I think you only could pay like $5 and you can be in the group chat. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting, and we'll see you next week. Bye.